sigh it out. <sighs> Health and wellness, tarot cards, sexuality, some spiritual shit, and anything you want to talk about. I'm Exotic Priestess, and I invite you to the Exotic Priestess podcast where we discuss a variety of juicy topics. So please sit back, relax, sip some water or wine, puff your vape, take some CBD oil, or just simply enjoy the sweet aromas of essential oils. This is an exotic chill session. Hello, my loves. Welcome to the Exotic Priestess podcast. This is Exotic Priestess. And happy new moon. Happy new moon in Gemini. Um, if you got your sage, if you got your water, your vape, your whatever, whatever, <laughs> then bring it with you. Because this is going to be a nice, cute little episode. Joking, not too cute. Um, But on a serious note, how are you with your new moon rituals? How are you manifesting? How are you clearing out old shit just to make room for new? Just to make room for the new. And many of us understand, but don't really act upon clearing old stuff out and I'm not just talking about you know physical things like stuff I mean that I mean physical I mean physical things but I also mean um internal spiritual all of that good stuff needs to be cleared out you owe that to yourself While I'm over here burning my Palo Santo, I am actually trying to figure out how I'm going to start this episode because I literally recorded it. This is my third time recording. And, um, you know, of course, there were, you know, slight interruptions and things like that. But I'm also grateful for those because... The first two times I recorded it, I needed to chill. I was actually very hype and, you know, um, with this new moon in Gemini, my communication was pretty much thrown off and all over the place. And I didn't like that. And I am actually grateful for those minor um, obstacles so that this third time around, they say third time's the charm. You know, this third time around will be a little bit more focused instead of, you know, <laughs> all over the place. I actually have my water with me. I'm, I'm not drinking any coffee today. It's the it's the uh, evening. It's six o'clock in the afternoon, evening. Even though it's still bright daylight outside, you know, just enjoying how beautiful the day is, regardless of anything. So, of course, you know, if you hear me pause, that's just me drinking my water or puffing my vape or. You know, you get the idea. So today's episode is actually going to be focused around fear. And not just fear of things drastic, but fear of just moving forward or fulfilling what you desire to fulfill. And the tarot card that is relevant to fear 
is the fool. I'm actually going to have a picture of that um, on the podcast, um, on the uh, on the actual podcast episode. But the fool is a card that actually indicates taking a leap of faith and just stepping out on faith, just doing it, just taking that action without not necessarily pre-contemplation, but without the hindrance of fear. And the full card in reverse is freaking out, is being scared to do that, is kind of being hindered from taking that leap of faith or taking that action that you dare to take. So this is this is this is just going to be kind of a chill episode. <laughs> but of course, it wouldn't be exotic priestess if I wouldn't share a relevant experience with you. Right? If if you know, story time. Give me a moment. And before I actually pressed record, I did a, you know, I did a little short reading, not reading, but I picked a card from my Spirit Guides Oracle deck. And the card that was picked was labeled Judgment. And it's funny how that kind of relates to fear because a lot of people have that fear instilled with them or that um, anxiety or that, you know, just, just being hindered from moving forward or taking that action because they fear how people will look at them. And if you feel that way for the, you know, for everything in your life, you are going to care about what people say or think about you for the rest of your life if you do not change that. So let's go ahead. Um, I got my Palo Santo burning because I need um, to keep the negative vibrations and the negative energies away when I'm doing these. Um, because it's not good for the soul. However, negative, you know, um, negative energies do exist. And it's really all about balance. So, um, let's go ahead and get started. Story time. (laughs) So, basically... I'm going to be telling you guys about an experience that I had with, you know, caring about being judged that kept me from doing something that I actually had a strong desire to do at the time. And this was around the time before I got started in yoga, um, before I even looked at being interested in applying yoga to my life. This was around the time where I was physically fit, where I would go jogging or running every day. And after that, I would lift weights. I was actually pretty fit, (laughs) pretty fit for, you know, during my undergraduate years of college. And the person that I will be bringing up in this podcast I am not going to reveal his name out of respect, but I will call him D um, because his name starts with a D. But um, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say his name on this episode. Maybe down the line. Who knows? Nah. <laughs> I like to keep people's names private. 
But um, anyway, this person um, that I will be bringing up in this episode, he, besides my ex-boyfriend, he was literally, he's literally one of the most toxic, not men, but human beings that you could um, have ever come across, at least for me in my experience. The only difference between him and my ex was that, number one, I didn't date him, and number two, he wasn't physically abusive that I knew of. And when my first encounter with this guy, with D was during my freshman year of college when we, you know, took classes together. And, you know, he was a heavy set guy. Um, not making fun of anybody heavy set, but he was he was heavy set. Um and he was a pretty much kind of a nerd in his field. And there's a difference between like someone who is studious in general and then someone who's just studious in what they're going to school for. Um, at the time, I was like him in that sense. I was studious in my field, but as I got older, I wanted to learn about almost everything. I like reading books, you guys. Like I have a whole library. Um, I mentioned that in a previous episode, but I do have like a little bookshelf that my wife bought me that I absolutely love and that I took take care of till this day to this day. But um yeah, he was kind of a peculiar individual, human being. And I say this because he um you know, like I said he was he was very he was always kind of a loner whenever I would see him in class. But he was also a jokester as well um throughout fast forwarding throughout those um times throughout the years in school I finally realized that we had more mutual friends than I thought so I was always running into this guy running into D and um at in house parties or pool parties things like that like he was always there and and it was just like okay you know i see this guy too much you know what's the deal uh one and and he was one of those type of people and and the thing is every time i would run into him outside of class i started to notice how much of a douchebag that he was and i don't mean as in, you know, him being rude, not yet, but him just going up to women, like multiple women um, within the same party to ask them for their numbers and if they would just go back to his apartment with him, do they want to go back to his apartment? You know, just being a huge flirt. And the reason why I noticed this was because there was a moment where he asked me that question and I declined him. He actually asked, I think he forgot that he asked me that question more than once, like when he would run into me because he would, he would, you know, he would, he asked me more than once. And I'm just like, I'm the same girl that you tried to talk to, um, you know, at this last party, like what the hell you know, so obviously he didn't really care about <laughs> who he talked to, like what woman that he talked to. He didn't care if he used the same pickup lines like he it, it was it was horrible. <laughs> so anyways, um, since we would run into each other multiple times, like all the time. I learned that one of my close friends at the time was a close friend of his. So it started to become more frequent, more frequent of running into this guy. And 
you know, he actually took the time to get to know me just as a regular friend. And I mentioned to him, I was like, okay, you know, you're, you're trying to talk to me for the third time. This is getting out of hand. Do you know who I am? And he would literally be like, no, I, I don't, I don't remember you. And then I'm just like, okay, um, then I don't want to really be your friend like that. I, I don't want to be your friend. And then he was just like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Are you the girl who would come with so-and-so, you know, and so-and-so? And I'm just like, yes, those are my, you know, closest friends. And then he would be like, oh, okay, I'm, I do apologize. I remember you now. And I'm just like, okay, so you do have good memory. But after that, it was just like, I didn't even want to be his friend. Like, that was just so creepy to me. Like, just honestly, one of the creepiest things that, one of the creepiest things that I've actually dealt with, with this, with this human being. And then over the years, you know, we were still, you know, running to the same parties, same, same places. And he actually came up to me with respect one day and was like, you know, um, Erika, you know, you seem like a really cool individual. Um, I do apologize how I came about with, you know, just apologizing to me about how he approached me and things like that. He was like, that's not me anymore. You are a cool person and I respect that you are in a relationship and I'm not going to, you know, disrespect your relationship like that. But do you mind if we could be friends? And I just kind of looked at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> that do you mind if we could be friends line would always, always killed me or whatever the hell. So um, I was at the time, I didn't really give out my number like that. I, I didn't know. I was like, you can be my friend on Facebook. <laughs> but that's it. You can be my friend on Facebook, whatever the hell. So this is where the toxic, weird, even more weird traits started to come in. So you know, over time, you know, we became friends on Facebook, um, you know, and whenever I would see him at parties or whatever, he would, you know, he was a jokester. I'm not gonna lie. He was a funny guy. Um, and that was just outside looking in. And then one day he actually came up to me at one of the many parties that we always see each other. And he was just like, you know, you are a physically fit person you know, what do you do? Like, how do you, you know, what do you do to stay physically fit? And I was just like, okay, I'll tell you, you know, I do this, I go running, I eat this, I, you know, I actually wanted to take care of myself. And he was just like, that's awesome. Like, as you can look at me, I need to lose some weight, you know, and I'm and in my head, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, you do. You know, not because, you know, you're big, but because you just look like an unhealthy individual, like this guy had he was dark skinned, but he had dark circles around his eyes, you know, things like that. And then he actually shared with me that he had a mental disorder. And with this mental disorder, it was actually bipolar disorder. I believe that's what he told me. He was bipolar. And I was just like, holy shit you know, I'm sorry, you know, I, I apologize about, you know, you having that, you know, how do you cope? What, what do you do to cope? And he told me straight up, he was like, I smoke weed and I take my meds. But overall, you know, I, that's, that's literally one of the things. And I just wanted to tell you, you know, so that you won't, you know, judge me by my behaviors and things like that. And it was so weird because I'm like, what behaviors? Like, I haven't really seen anything like dramatic from you except you just being a really creepy guy trying to get like every woman that you see to sleep with sleep with you but other than that you know that's about it so um we actually kind of became friends over time 
And that was one of the biggest mistakes that I have made in terms of being friends with someone. And it was just like, at the time, I didn't think it was harmful because we, you know, kept seeing each other and we kept actually, and when I say see each other, I mean like at parties and things like that. You know, I've never slept with the guy, you know, that, no, hell no. But um, he was definitely trying me from the beginning, um, at the beginning. So anyways, um, and he seemed like he was very interested in, you know, me being fit and him trying to, you know, him talking to me about like what to do to lose weight because he had high blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. So after a while, I started to see the type of person that he was. And a lot of people with, you know, not a lot of people, but there are people with mental health disorders that try to throw in their disorder as an excuse for the way they constantly act. And one of the things that really was a red flag with that was that he actually went up to my friends and and I had some unevolved friends you guys but he actually went up to one of my friends and asked her for my phone number I've never gave him my phone number you guys he asked somebody for my phone number and um she gave him my number so after that, being young and dumb, one day he actually decided to text me. And I don't know when they gave him my number, but he decided to text me. I was like, who the hell is this? And he was just like, this is your friend D. And I was like, how'd you get my number? And then he was just like, one of your friends gave him to me. I hope it's fine. I just, you know, I just thought it would be cool to have your phone number, but if you don't want it, like I can delete it. And I said, yes, delete my number. Please delete my number. Don't, you know, like I wasn't at the time, like I said, I didn't even know anything about like blocking, like the phone. I don't know if it was the phones that I had because like I didn't really have cell phones like that in college. Like I couldn't really afford a phone like that. Now anybody can afford a phone, but yeah, it was very different. I didn't know how to block. I was just like, please just delete my number, delete my number. And I was like, if you don't delete my number, I'm going to save you as stalker and never pick up the phone. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do or say to this guy or whatever. So he was just like, I'm sorry, I'll delete your number. You know, that's fine. So I, he, I thought that he actually did delete it, you guys. He did not delete my number. This guy actually would text me once a week, starting off. It would be start off as once a week, just saying, hey, how you doing, whatever. And then it just kind of grew to him texting me like two to three times a week to like all the way up to like twice a day. And I was just like, oh, my freaking God. And he got so upset with me for not responding, you guys, that he actually started texting fucked up shit towards me. Like he would say things like, I didn't want to have your phone number from your ugly ass anyway. You know, just all kinds of rude stuff like I don't even know why I waste my time even trying to talk to you. You look like shit anyway. And then the next day he would just be like, um, I apologize for saying all of this to you. You know, you're very beautiful. I really want to be your friend. Blase, blase. And just lying to men, lying to his homeboys about me, um, saying that we slept with each other and We've never slept with each other. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And, you know, I didn't let that I didn't let that go on too long. Like I did not. And I shouldn't have let it go on at all at the time. 
But like I said, being young and dumb. And the thing is, um, I've actually spoke to some of his other female friends who he had their phone number as well. And she would say they would say that he would text them the same type of stuff. Like he was just that type of individual. So it just kind of threw me off just by how this guy started off being and how I saw this guy to him just turning into this creepy stalker or, you know, things like that. And then there were moments where he would text me saying, you know, I saw you at the library. I was in the same room as you. You should have came by and said, hey, or maybe I should have came by and said hello. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I need to change my number. I need to change my number. So I actually took it upon myself. This was probably three months after that incident. I mean, three months after the last incident, after the first incident, excuse me. And I took it upon myself to change my phone number. And I actually went up to my friend who I found out the, who the friend was. I went up to her and told her, you do not do not need to give out my number like that again. So anyways, after I deleted his number, I thought that was the end of the guy. Like, even if I would have saw him at a party or whatever the heck, like he was he was definitely one of those people who needed attention um, because there were there was one time at a party where he you know, since he's this heavyset guy, like he would stand on top of someone's car and actually start dancing and play, you know, just be blasting music from the car. And the car would be like bouncing up and down, like dramatically. <laughs> like it wasn't no little rock. It was like the tires were about to pop off that bitch. <laughs> but anyways, so... um you know, I told my friend, I said, don't give that guy my number again. Don't, don't do it. I don't know. Forgetting that he was my friend on Facebook as well. Um, you know, he actually really, really pissed me off with this, as a matter of fact. And and the type of person that he was, I I guess since I knew at the time that I was going to keep seeing him because we had so many mutual friends I you know actually kind of cared about what he had to say in terms of his opinion about what I did and not saying that I consulted him like what should I do because I didn't want to talk to this guy anymore but like whenever he would make like stupid comments on certain um, posts that I would post, like it would get under my skin because I'm like, how dare this creepy guy, this freaking stalker who, you know, nine times out of 10 gets rejected by women. How dare he has something to say about me, you know, who's doing something that I want to do with my life. So anyway, um, but like I said, forgetting that we were friends on Facebook and forgetting that we were you know, he was following me on Instagram because I didn't follow him. I didn't follow him back. You know, it just kind of dawned on me that this guy was trying to do whatever that he, whatever he could to fuck with my ego. So around this time, I actually started to get more into making short video workout videos like really really short workout 30 second um videos show you know displaying exercises that i do around the house and i recorded this one video um on instagram it like i said it was only about 30 seconds of me doing like a um plank it was like a almost kind of a plank uh stretch like I was at a plank, but my leg was extended out and I would just kind of like bring my leg out and then bring it back in, crunching my abs um, while I'm on a plank. And it was actually a very, you know, it was a very challenging um, exercise. And, you know, I was just so proud of that video because at the time, you know, they didn't have all this 
you know, um, extra tools that you can use on these social media apps that can make your videos look amazing. It was just music or you would hear music in the back. Um, you would play music in the background and you could record your video. And I was actually started getting more into yoga as well um, at this time. This was around the time where I started to, you know, practice yoga, like started to practice yoga. So I would always like post um, pictures of me doing certain yoga poses that were challenging. And I would be really proud of these videos and of these pictures. And this guy, D, he actually had to had the nerve to send me a message on my Instagram and was ba this is what the message said the message was oh my god so you're doing workout videos now i can't deal this shit looks so lame and then when i saw that message he immediately made a comment on that video and was like, look how stupid you look. This shit doesn't look like it's going to work. You know, this shit doesn't look like it's going to be an effective workout. Coming from someone who's heavy set and who doesn't work out and who doesn't diet or any, and not necessarily diet, but who doesn't eat healthy. <laughs> like he was just, his main mission, because of all the rejections, his main mission was to just talk shit like, to anything that I did and for some stupid reason before I developed even thicker skin than I do have now like I was one of those type of people that cared about what anybody thought of me but it was oh it was a it was a worse feeling for me because this guy literally wasn't shit and I'm just like a guy that's not shit is telling me about you know has an opinion about my video and I know that I'm physically fit and I know that he's not physically fit and he's just, you know, he hates his own self, but I care about what he thinks, you know, and it was just, it just bothered me that it got under my skin. And I was like, why is this guy getting under my skin? You know, what's, what's the deal? So I blocked him on Instagram and I got rid of his message. And this was, like I said, this was back in like 2000 and this was back in like 2011, I believe, 2011 or 2012. Um, and then like after graduating from Georgia Southern, I went back home to live with my mom for about six months before going back to grad school. And the thing is... I thought I was completely done with this guy. Like, I was just like, okay, he's blocked on this social media and I got a new number. And then, you know, he's, he's blocked, I'm good, whatever. So after coming back to school for graduate school, you know, I got, this is around the time that I actually was practicing yoga. And um, it was definitely one of the, you know, good moments in my life because the more I practiced yoga, the better that I was getting at the asana and the better it made me feel. But I actually decided that I wanted to get back into working out. Like I wanted to get back into working out and things like that. And then when I went to graduate school, I actually got a job um, on campus working in human resources. And this was actually one of the best jobs that I've ever had. I actually really enjoyed working there. So forgetting, completely forgetting about this guy and how stalkerish he was with um, towards me and, you know, how much of a toxic, like, person that he was because he really would go back and forth between apologizing and then you know, um, saying horrible things because I'm just like, okay, I know you're bipolar. I understand that, but there's no reason, you know, to be taking like certain behaviors out on certain individuals. So 
But like I said, completely forgetting about this person. I went back to school for graduate school. You know, I was happier. Um, Even though this was around the time that I was dating my um, physically and emotionally abusive uh, boyfriend that I was with him, like my life was just happy. Like the things that were going on in my life was were good so one day (laughs) one day I went to work I went to work and um I got this Facebook message and I was just like I wonder who's Facebook you know I, I didn't know for real because I you know like I said this guy was completely forgot forgotten and you know, I I had a fresh new start with certain things. And this guy sent me a Facebook message. And he was like, I see that you have a car. And I was just like, who is this? And then when I opened the message, it was D. And I was just like, fuck, I forgot that, you know, I forgot to delete him from my Facebook, you know, because I, I haven't seen any post from him like that I wasn't even paying attention to my friends list like that and I was just like what the fuck you know it was just it was just it brought back the traumatic thought process of like dealing with a human like him even as a friend at the time and then the friendship wasn't even you know long term because I just kept seeing too many red flags I was like oh god no I'm I'm done change my number, block him from this social media platform, block him from that, you know. But anyway, he was like, um, yeah, but he was like, I see that you have a car. Congratulations. And then I was like, please, please, you know, stop messaging me. And I told him, I was like, I'm about to block you right now. I blocked him. Didn't hear from him. And I'm just like, how many, you know, do I, am I friends with him on LinkedIn? Like I was, this made me look at every social media platform that I had. Like I was like, am I friends with this guy on here, on that? And I was, I, I was definitely making sure I wasn't friends with him on anything else. And it just brought back like that feeling of being judged, you know, and just not wanting to like, and I don't know why, but he made me not want to do anything. Like he put this weird fear and I don't know what it is about me and being afraid of what people think about me or being afraid of people. But back in college, like I was just afraid of certain people. I was afraid of my ex for being physically abusive. I was afraid of this guy because he was literally just stalking me. Like it was just... I was, I was afraid, like, I'm, I didn't have this thick skin to, like, tell people off like that, and the thing is, with D, I didn't want to tell him off, because I was afraid that he was just literally going to find me, like, this guy literally messaged me, was like, I saw you get out of your car, now this guy know what the fuck my car looks like, and where I work, so it was just like, it it just gave me so much anxiety. It made me not want to like put post anything on social media because I was like, okay, what I'm mutual friends with, you know, we have the same mutual friends. What if he sees me with that? Because you can block somebody, but a picture can show up even if if you're mutual friends with somebody, a picture can still show up. Like I didn't want this guy to see me any freaking where like nowhere he was just I don't know so um and I didn't even think to call the cops on this guy and the reason being was because I was like he's bipolar like this was all going through my mind back then now I'll quickly call the cops on somebody I don't give a fuck but back then it was a totally different exotic priestess it was a totally different Erika so I was just at work and you know my Um, boss my director noticed that I was just very paranoid and he was just like why do you keep you know um, getting up from your desk like every 30 minutes to look out of your office or you know I'm I'm not are you okay and I was just like no um you know I lied to him I was like I'm fine I was just you know there's just this weird guy that's kind of stalking me and 
you know, I don't know how to feel about it. And he was just like, really? You know, and I kind of tried to brush it off to make it seem less serious than it was because I didn't want my boss to be like, okay, well, if he's a stalker, you know, you're, you know, him coming here is going to make it a hostile environment for you. Like, and I didn't want my boss to do all that. So, um, and I'm not even sure if he would do that, but at the time, that's what I was thinking. Like this guy was literally stalking me just to judge me. Like it's, it's one thing for someone to stalk you, but it's another thing for someone to stalk you just to like try to hurt your feelings or break your ego or to talk shit to you. And this, I don't know what this guy's mission was, but this was some type of mission that he had. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, don't, doesn't he have anybody else to stalk? Like, I know he does. He got to, you know, but one day it got so bad that when I came to work and I was on my lunch break, this was a completely different day. I actually went outside. Like, I didn't want to go to the on-campus restaurants to get lunch anymore because I didn't want this guy to see me. So I literally started making my own food and packing my own lunches from the house instead of, you know, going to Chick-fil-A, you know, once every blue moon. Like, I always brought food from home. And one of my coworkers, I told her about him. Like, I literally needed someone to talk to. And um, I didn't want to tell my boyfriend at the time because he's, you know, he's probably my boyfriend. He was very jealous at the time. He was one of those type of people who were very and who didn't believe a word that I said. And um, and if I would have told him about this, he he also didn't like to, you know, actually defend me. He would always blame me. Like if I would have told him, hey, babe, this guy is stalking me like everywhere. Could you please help me or or just, you know, believe me when I tell you this? He would have he would have definitely been like, well, why is he stalking you? What's the reason why he's stalking you? Are you fucking him? You know, things like that. He would have definitely assumed that. Um, but anyway, um, I was eating with one of my coworkers outside but I was eating behind our work building where, you know, that, that was kind of hidden away from the main campus. And somehow, D found me. And I didn't know it was him because the thing is, when I was talking to my coworker and eating, my coworkers kind of looked past my shoulder and was like, why is this guy walking up to us really fast? And she kind of stood up and, and, and it was crazy because she, you know, she, she, she would have really made a great friend at the time. I'm really sad that I'm not friends with her anymore, but she was like, excuse me, sir, why are you walking up to us real fast? And then, um, I turned around and I recognized the creepy ass nasally voice. And I was just like, holy shit. Like my heart stopped and like I felt the blood just kind of rush, like just started rushing. And then like my heart started beating fast. It was my heart was doing a lot of things that it wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> so anyway, I just kind of looked at him and I was like, I gotta go. I said, let's go inside. And my coworker was like, wait, what's the problem? And then D kind of just like talk, you know, he he kind of said in like this creepy low voice. Arika, I'm sorry. You know, he he just he was trying to apologize to me. He was like, I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. And then I would just started walking faster. Just started walking faster. And um once we got back into the building, my coworker was like, Who the fuck was that? And I told her, I was like, remember, um I was like, remember this guy that I was telling you about who was kind of a stalker? And who wouldn't leave me alone and who would stalk me just to talk shit to me. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's him. And she was like, that's him? And I said, yes. And she was like, girl, he is short and chunky and not cute. Like, 
why does why is he stalking you and why is he saying all these things about you like why has he said all these things about you and she knows that he says said some of these things about me because um i actually kept one of the messages like the when you block somebody from you know messenger or whatever you could still see the messages sometimes so i actually showed her the messages that he said and she was like, oh, God, this guy is toxic. You need to run. Who cares if he has bipolar? You don't need that type of energy in your life. And that's one of the things that we also need to understand is that just because someone has a mental health disorder does not mean you need to take their shit. They need to learn to cope with their own mental health disorder. Like, it's like, okay, you can understand a certain, you can understand a mental health disorder, but you don't have to take that shit. Like, you don't have to take how people, like, if they behave towards you in a weird, fucked up way or in a way like that, you don't have to take that. You don't need to take that because that's not your problem. That's not your problem to deal with. So, um, yeah, so the thing is, I was like, now this guy knows where I work, you know, and and all the thoughts just came back. And, you know, and, and at that time, I actually had a little bit more thicker skin, but it wasn't it wasn't that thick. So. Um, so the thing is, like. <laughs> so the thing is that, like, I was just going through my head about, like, remembering how this human being made me feel because it like I said it's one thing to talk shit to someone like talk shit about someone or talk shit to someone about you know you know, just it's one thing to do that but then again it's another it's and it's one thing let me say that again it's one thing to talk shit to someone and it's one thing to stalk someone but it's a whole nother weird fucked up level to talk shit to someone and to stalk them while doing that like that and I'm just like I'm not even in a relationship with this guy like it it was just a lot going on so that's where I got the whole you know the feeling of judgment and I actually feared being judged because I was judged I was judged by someone I was constantly judged by someone who wasn't important to me. Constantly judged. And I never took the time to actually report this guy and to, you know, call the cops on this guy for stalking me, like in different areas of the campus, of the whole campus, of the living areas or the or, you know, with these apartments, you know, things like that. And, and, at, and if I've known what I knew, if I knew what I know now, if I knew what I know now, I would have definitely had him locked up. Let me pause. Um, but now, you know, this, this, now that I'm in a, in a completely different location from him um oh i forgot i forgot to mention this part okay so fast forwarding moving forward i left my ex-boyfriend my abusive ex-boyfriend to be with my wife okay and at the time my wife and i just got married and I got, during that time, and I want to say this was back in 2000, this was back in 2000 and, um, hmm, when was this? This was not that long ago. This was probably back in 2016. We just got married. And my number was given away again to this guy. And I'm going to just tell you how this bullshit, how fucked up this bullshit was, right? So um, 
I found out that one of my exes and not my abusive ex, but my one of one of my exes, the one who's a Taurus, gave D my phone number. One day I got a text message from him. Me and my wife happily married. And he texted me, hey, how are you doing? He didn't even say who he was. Knowing that I changed my phone number, he texted me, hey, how you doing? Keeping in mind, even though my number changed, this number was still tainted, the, the num- that number at the time, because all of my exes had it, every single one of them. Um, so I was like, who is this? And he responded, this is D. I literally almost peed my pants, you guys. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, like, <laughs> I can't get away from this guy. <laughs> and thank God at the time, you know, I understand. I understood blocking and I understood deleting numbers and things like that. And I texted him. Do not call or text my number again. He responded, okay, right? And my wife saw how upset I was. Like she saw me look at my phone and she saw how upset I was. And she asked me, she was like, what's wrong, babe? You look like you seen a ghost. And I told her the truth. I said, a guy who used to stalk me like literally on a high level of stalking, somehow got my number and texted me. She lit up and took my phone and got his number and started texting him all the shit. And she was, and and I told her, I was like, you know, you know, please don't, you know, allow him to talk to you any kind of way because he's bipolar. And I did tell him tell her that. I was like, he's bipolar. At least that's what he told me, you know? And she didn't give a shit. She threw that in and hit below the belt. She was like, you bipolar ass motherfucker. Leave my wife alone. Why are you texting me? She told me about you. Leave her alone. And then he literally was saying like the nastiest lies about me you guys like these lies were so bad and so nasty and so fucked up that it pissed my wife off even more and she just let him have it and then she tried to contact she went to his page saw how he looked and was just like motherfucker where's your mom you know she he was looking in his family list and looked for his mom. She messaged his mom and was like, tell your stalker son to leave my wife alone. She told me how he used to be, you know, all kinds of shit. Like, and I was just like, oh my God, don't get me wrong. Like, I was really glad that she was there to defend me, but I was like, he's a type of person that when you talk shit to him, especially, you know, with his, um, track record how he would behave or respond I was like he's gonna say some shit to her and it's gonna piss and it's just gonna go back and forth and it's gonna lead to this escalation but um my wife basically somehow she won the argument to where he blocked her number and then my wife didn't stop at that she actually tried to see who our mutual friends were and contacted every single mutual friend and was like, which one of y'all motherfuckers gave this guy my wife's phone number? And everybody was, you know, some people didn't respond. Some people did. Some people were like, um, I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, like, hell no. (laughs) This woman's crazy. (laughs) Who is she? Why is she? You know, we didn't, I didn't give her, you know, they were just responding. Some of them were responding. No, I didn't give her number out. And then um, 
when <laughs> so since he blocked her my wife got my phone and texted him who gave you my wife's phone number no 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 she texted him through my phone who gave you my number you know she was trying to play me and he responded one of my exes did yeah just like that and i was like wow okay you know don't don't leave a trail um of heartbreaks <laughs> because it's going to come back on me you know um but basically the whole moral of this story is that you know with my experience of not you know of my experience of not pursuing what I wanted to pursue at the time, which was being like a fitness um, fitness professional. Just kind, you know, I allowed for this guy to come into my life and to hinder and stop me because I hated how he talked to me. And I literally not just feared for my life, but I or feared to be public because of him. But I just you know, allowed him to fuck up my ego with that or to break my ego or to, you know, and everybody else was telling me, you know, that, you know, I would make a good, um, a great fitness instructor and to not give up. And I, and sort of kind of, I didn't give up on that because I became a yoga teacher, which is, you know, a physical practice. But at the time, you know, it hindered me. You know, I was afraid to do things. And and there are people out there who will hinder you from doing what you want to do or what you are called to do. But yeah. <laughs> don't let anybody tell you. Don't let anybody talk shit to you. I mean, and even if they do talk shit, move forward with what you want what you want to do or what your purpose is. Like I said before, we all have a purpose. And there will be moments where you will have people like that. You may have stalkers, like they may not, they may not be stalkers, but they also could be. It's up to you to overcome that because their behavior is their behavior. It's how you react to that behavior. It's how you react to that behavior. You don't want to always want, you don't want to be the one that always quits because you hear someone say something negative about your business or say something negative about your passion or say something negative about your book or say something negative about your podcast. You don't want to quit if you got a voice or if you want to help people or inspire people, do it. It's not going to inspire everybody. Who cares? Who cares if someone disagrees with you or talks shit? In my case, yes, it was a little extreme. But what I failed to realize is that, <coughs> excuse me, what I failed to realize is that this person was not important in my life enough for me, I mean, for enough that I should care. But due to me wanting to please everybody back then, wanting to not take that leap of faith because I was afraid of how people will judge me or what people will say to me, it was hindered. It was never, it never occurred around that time for like it, it never happened around my t that time for me to pursue what I was passionate about. So anyway, I'm actually going to end this <laughs> in this podcast because it's about to be an hour. But just understand that it's all about how you react, regardless of who steps on your toes. So are you going to take that and react by being afraid of judgment and 
fearing how people think about you? Or are you going to take that, you know, stone that they throw at you and build upon the beautiful house that you could create? (laughs) All right, you guys, that is the end of this episode. Um, Thank you for listening. um, And I hope that it does inspire you. I love you guys. Um, And happy new moon.